Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly O'Horo, and this is Adaptable Behavior Explained. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is about complex post-traumatic stress disorder. This is not in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. It is not recognized from that book, but it's common language for mental health professionals to talk about presenting issues in clients from this lens. And so this is a psychological condition that can develop uh, in, in response to prolonged exposure to trauma, typically involving severe and sustained interpersonal abuse or neglect. So unlike traditional post-traumatic stress disorder, which is often associated with like a single traumatic event, CPTSD is linked to ongoing and chronic trauma. So the features of the characteristics of complex PTSD are one, like I said, the chronic trauma exposure. Key features and characteristics of complex PTSD, unlike you know traditional PTSD, are that it's not from one trauma or one single event. It results from prolonged and repeated trauma and often includes experiences such as ongoing abuse, severe neglect, captivity, or exposure to just chronic stress that doesn't relent. The next piece that's a feature that's often associated with CPTSD is developmental impact. It can significantly impact an individual's development, particularly if trauma occurs during those crucial developmental stages in childhood. Uh, those zero to five years are so critical uh, for stability in the nervous system, and it can affect a personality's formation, the negative impact on one's self-concept, our ability to emotionally regulate, and of course, as a result of those features, interpersonal relationships. CPTSD has diverse symptomology as it encompasses a broader range of symptoms beyond those in just standard PTSD. These can include uh, emotion dysregulation, disturbances in self-identity, so who am I in the world, where do I fit and belong, and difficulties forming and maintaining relationships, and really pervasive beliefs about negative or negative beliefs about oneself. There's oftentimes also an associated sense of defeat and helplessness in someone with CPTSD. They uh, will feel profound despair, oftentimes due to the ongoing nature of the trauma and the difficulty in escaping it. So the helplessness to remove themselves from situations going on and on is overwhelming. There's also oftentimes psychological fragmentation. So the persistent exposure to trauma and CPTSD can lead to this fragmented sense of self where people may experience dissociation or feel disconnected from their emotions, their body, or even a sense of, of individual identity. There's oftentimes also additionally an impact on daily functioning. It can profoundly affect a person's ability uh, to do things like work study, engage in social activities, you know, deal with our activities of daily living due to that pervasive and complex nature of the trauma's effects on the person and their nervous system. Having CPTSD can often require comprehensive and multidimensional approach in treatment. So there are treatment challenges in therapy that probably involve addressing multiple symptoms, uh, the impact on relationships, and focusing oftentimes on the emotion 
uh, dysregulation and the inability to change states and a chronic sense of being in hypervigilance or an affective arousal that is just hard to maintain, uh, to, to bring ourselves back to more of a calm state. And of course, the primary thing that, that is really affected is our self-identity uh, as far as where am I in relation to the world. And these uh, are so directly impacted from our attachment relationships and how things did or didn't happen when, when, when bad stuff happened to us when we were really little. The interpersonal nature of trauma, unlike traditional PTSD, which, you know, like I said before, is rooted in oftentimes single traumatic events. It's this interpersonal trauma. It's what happened to me by my caregivers and, and oftentimes what didn't happen to me. So this can include experiences like emotional abuse, emotional neglect, chronic criticism, physical abuse, uh, sexual abuse, again, captivity or prolonged exposure to these adverse conditions that are overwhelming to anybody during their development, but happening over and over again without relent. The dysregulation of emotions is oftentimes what people struggle with the most with CPTSD in that they can't feel a sense of calm. They are phobic sometimes to a sense of calm, and it can manifest into intense and unpredictable emotional responses, mood swings that oftentimes affect the relationships, occupations, and ultimately challenges in managing stress. So emotional dysregulation is really the central feature of CPTSD. Uh, I am not able to be at a state of calm and it never seems to stop. Disturbances in self-identity is a key feature as well for people with CPTSD in that it leads to this fragmented or distorted sense of self. Survivors may struggle with uh, a, a cohesive and stable identity of self, experience disruptions of their perception of who they are, what they value, not knowing what they need or how to have purpose and, and d decide what's going to be best for them because they have so much self-doubt oftentimes. And of course, this ends up presenting many challenges in relationships. Forming and maintaining relationships is such a critical part of our lives as humans. And it can be really challenging for people with CPTSD. They oftentimes have trust issues, uh, difficulties with boundaries, fear of vulnerability, because why would they feel safe in the world when nobody has been honoring or loving of their emotional experience? And so therefore it, it instills in them a, a pervasive sense of lack of trust. And this is necessary in, in secure attachment relationships. So when we have this at the forefront of our sense of self, it impacts our personal and our professional relationships, and it can lead to many challenges in forming secure attachment in relationships. Another thing that happens with people with CPTSD is some pretty significant cognitive distortions. And so they might think things cognitively that aren't in line with if you asked a hundred people on a street corner, did you think it looked this way? They may not match up. They may see it as a different perspective. And so we call that a, a, a cognitive distortion. They, these can include persistent feelings of shame, guilt, worthlessness, as well as beliefs about what they see in the world and, 
and specifically to oneself and others. The thing that bothers people with CPTSD often is this chronic state of hyperarousal or hypoarousal, or in simpler terms, like a chronically anxious state or sometimes a chronically depressive state. And so they they deal with this dysregulation of arousal levels and not and they're not able to find themselves in a in an optimal level of arousal where they can think and feel at the same time and this can manifest this can manifest as hypervigilance exaggerated startle responses difficulty relaxing um which is that hyperarousal that constant state of being in motion and not being able to tolerate a sense of stillness or oftentimes feeling of uh, feelings of numbness or dissociated from their emotional experience, or, or worse than that, emotionally completely shut da- shut down and disconnected from their their bodies from an emotional state. And this is often because that's what people needed to learn to do during the times of trauma, and that's how they survived their experiences. And so those responses, although necessary at the time, are now obsolete. Oftentimes people adopt survival coping mechanisms with CPTSD because they have to they have to survive their ongoing trauma and they haven't learned ways that are healthy or functional to do so. So these mechanisms look like dissociation, oftentimes extreme avoidance, sometimes self-destructive behaviors like substance abuse or compulsions or even addictions that are that are now causing a secondary issue in our bodies. So these coping strategies, while initially they're adaptive and and oftentimes the only thing that was available to the person at the time, can become entrenched and affect our daily functioning and and ultimately relationships. And people tend to have a lot of judgment about these coping mechanisms. And so we want to unshame that and recognize that although we needed to learn something that was useful at the time, we can start to become willing to give up those adaptations and learn something that's more functional and healthy for today's circumstances. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is when we are at a prolonged state of stress in our lives with and people with CPTSD often have that prolonged stress. Our increase in our cortisol levels and our adrenal response is not meant to be prolonged. It's meant to be short acting. And when people with CPTSD are dealing with their nervous systems in such prolonged ways, this becomes not only a psychological condition, but it becomes a physical health condition. And so oftentimes our our stress creates an impact on our physical health. And so it's been linked to this stress has been linked to a wide range of health issues like cardiovascular problems, autoimmune disorders, an increased vulnerability to other mental health conditions. And so these adverse childhood experiences that stack up in our nervous systems can cause these physical health issues. And I have another episode on the adverse childhood experiences that if you want to take a look at that, you're more than welcome to for a deeper dive into this topic. But ultimately, we're not meant to be in a state of chronic stress. And there is help if you want to look into this, and there are ways to heal from complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And I will be going into a deep dive into another episode on those ways of healing. 
So I hope that you found this helpful uh, and now can understand the difference between just post-traumatic stress disorder and complex post-traumatic stress, which is prolonged uh, exposure to stress in the body based on oftentimes developmental trauma that impacts our health in, in in our lives. And thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I hope that you found this helpful. Please like and share this episode if you found it interesting or perhaps someone else could benefit. And most of all, don't forget to lead with love. It'll never steer you wrong.